Listener Production. Sponsored by the Australian Electoral Commission. This year, Australia will hold a national referendum. This referendum will ask voters if the constitution should be altered to recognise the First Peoples of Australia by establishing an Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voice. With Australia's last referendum being held over 20 years ago, many might not know why they're held or how to vote. Hi, I'm Kerry, and in this podcast, I'll be joined by the team from the Australian Electoral Commission to unpack the process ahead of the referendum so that you can vote with confidence. This is an unbiased and detailed look at why the referendum is important, how you can make your vote count, and why your answer matters. Last episode, we spoke about disinformation and the role that the AEC plays in debunking it during a referendum. There was so much to talk about and honestly, we could have devoted another whole episode to it. So we did. Alex and Meg, welcome back. Thanks for having us. So good to be here. So we know that social media is a common way to spread disinformation. What does the AEC do about that? It's not like you can just call up Instagram, right? I mean, we absolutely do. Having key relationships with key players in the game is really important. Mis and disinformation spreads on social media, so that's kind of where we have to have correspondence and relationships. The good thing is, these platforms also recognize this, and they often have their own policies and terms of service that directly prohibit electoral mis and disinformation on their platform. So we're all on the same page. But because we play a role in educating the public and regulating electoral mis- and disinformation, the first step might be reporting that content and asking for it to be removed. But of course, it depends on the content and it depends on whether that content breaches Australia law or the terms of service and whether it's in our role to actually be acting in that instance. But always, our decision to act is informed by our role in maintaining electoral integrity and trust in the electoral system. And I just want to be absolutely clear on that last point. We'd only be acting where the content is misleading or deceptive about the voting process or where the content might require an authorization and it doesn't have one. I should also add, it's not really about, there's occasionally claims made that it's all about, you know, oh, you're regulating my speech, you're policing my freedom of expression. Definitely not about that at all. We're never looking to crack down on someone having just an honest, genuine political opinion. We're here to make sure that when people are talking about the referendum process, the process that we run, the process that we're the experts in, that that is happening factually and that people aren't spreading mistruths about that information. Uh, In many cases, spreading mistruth about an election or a referendum is actually counter to a platform's terms of service. So, And that's a really important thing. So at the end of the day, it can just look like the AEC... uh, using an official referral, which is something that anyone can do to a platform and going, hey, we think we've seen a post that uh, breaches your terms of service because it's lying about the referendum process. I didn't realise there was so much stuff that kind of happened in the background to ensure that the information is being spread in the right way. How else can you tackle this kind of thing? We have a disinformation register on our website Um, And I've touched on this a little bit before, but it's basically a one-stop shop for any kind of claim made about the electoral process, um, and it provides a source of truth. There's the claim on there that we run things by using voting machines, which is absolutely not true. And another way that we counter this is a firm but friendly approach to our social media. So if you have a question or you're unsure of something that you've seen on social media, 
absolutely just tag us and ask us. And we get that all the time. We're also not afraid to call something out if, if someone's acting like a bit of a goose on socials. We prefer not to, but, you know, I think we're quite proud of uh, having been recognised for doing that at the last election and something that we're looking forward to taking forward to this referendum as well. And, of course, the third thing that we do is podcasts and interviews like this one. So I spend a lot of my time jumping on the radio and uh, or doing podcasts like this one. We've trained up a lot of our on-the-ground staff, our, our election and referendum experts, and ask people to put their hand up if they feel like uh, jumping on the radio and having a chat. So if you're listening to, you know, local radio in Broome and someone from the AEC pops on the radio, odds are it's someone who lives quite near you. Uh, And we like to think that makes it genuine for people. Like you're talking to actual AEC experts about actual election and referendum topics. It's, It's really important that we walk the talk. How great to know that you can just, if you need any information and if it's not heard here on our wonderful podcast, um, you can reach out to you guys on social media or potentially there's even someone who lives near you who might be, you know, well skilled up on the information that you need to know. Isn't it just playing whack-a-mole though? You see disinformation, you debunk it. Is that the best approach? It's one of the approaches, I think. Recently, we've been researching this topic and trying to figure out what works best in terms of educating the public and getting that cut through. We have more recently been trying to pre-bunk stuff. So kind of where we get an idea that there may be low literacy on a certain issue in the referendum. We've been trying to pump out videos and media on that topic so that before people even have time to answer the question, they have the answer. And this is a field that's uh, really, really interesting to dig into as well. So digital literacy, misinformation, disinformation, they're terms that have existed for a while, but it's also a very active period of research right now. So there's new information coming out about this topic all the time. We're trying to stay as much on the cutting edge of it as we can because we recognise that there is a really, really important role that the AEC plays in not only countering this stuff, but doing some public education and just making sure that when someone goes to vote, regardless of whether it's an election or a referendum, that they're casting the most informed vote that they can. And I don't mean informed about, you know, whether you're going to vote yes or no, but informed about the way the system works. So you know that whatever you put in the box at a referendum, that's whether you write yes or no, you know how that's going to work. You know what you are voting for. You know how that vote will be counted. That's really, really important. That's part of being an informed voter. Your disinformation register talks about emotive language. Now, I've heard about not driving while I'm angry. So should I not be posting if I'm angry also? I think when you're reading stuff on the internet and feeling emotions from it, it's a good time to stop and consider. A lot of mis- and disinformation uses emotions as a technique to get people to react quickly to something like perhaps share it or comment on it, kind of amplifying that content. So I think when you read something and you feel like it's very divisive or you feel um, a certain emotion, it's a good time to stop and consider what you're reading, whether there's an authorization, and who's posting it. It, It's important to note that it's not just anger as well. It can tap into so many emotions, you know, sadness, anger, rage, uh, righteous indignation is, is a great one as well. So if you see that sort of social media pile on and there's a main character of the day and everyone's going, I can't believe they've done something so reprehensible, maybe it's worth stopping and considering. I mean, maybe that person has done something reprehensible. I'm not going to tell you, I'm not judging, but maybe it's worth stopping and considering before making that heated comment or having a crack at someone. 
this could be referendum related. It could not be referendum related. It's kind of a good rule for life, but always stop and consider, you know? Totally. This has been such a great chat. I've learnt so much today. Thanks, Meg. Thanks, Alex. Thanks, Gary. You're so welcome. On the next episode, going to a polling place will look similar to a federal election. But instead of getting two ballot papers, one green ballot paper for House of Reps and one white ballot paper for the Senate, you'll get a very special referendum ballot paper. And its colour will be buff, which is a real colour. We'll talk you through what to expect on voting day. And yep, that includes a democracy sausage sizzle. That's next time on Your Answer Matters. Listener.